What's up, guys? Hey, before I get started, I just want to say a couple days ago, it was Mother's Day. So if you haven't texted or called or, or reached out to your mom, please do so. Mothers, you are awesome. My guest today is a songwriter, singer, musician. He's based out of Indianapolis. He um, he grew up around music. That's all he wanted to do with his life, and he still wants to do that now. Uh, he was inspired by his grandpa, who was a pastor at a Southern Revival Baptist church. Um, he talks about playing shows all over the country and he shares with us kind of what keeps him motivated and how discipline has such a strong impact on your life. Um, he's adventurous. He's a traveler. He's wild. He's motivating. He's supporting. And uh, he's just an overall loving dude. So um, please welcome for the first time on the podcast, Kyle McCord. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. It's beautiful outside. Oh my gosh! It's finally right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I I this winter I spent like the most time I've ever spent away from Indiana <laughs> by design. Yeah. Because I, man, I, 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 I don't know if it's seasonal depression. I haven't like been diagnosed or anything, but I definitely get more lethargic. I definitely, you know, the it, it's a struggle getting going, you know, mm. and everything I do, I'm, I'm very active and very busy and I find it just harder to get it done. You know, now that doesn't mean, I mean, I still get it done. <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> right. But, yeah. but it's harder. It's, it's harder. And then as soon as that sunlight hits, I'm just like, woo, let's go. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty high energy individual anyway, I would say. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. So th this year I was just like, I started with my birthdays in January and it's like, you know, one of the crappiest months here. And so mm -hmm. I, I had this idea that I'm going to do birthday on a beach. So I... I booked that trip and I loved it so much at the beginning of January. I went, um, so that trip was super cool too. Cause I rented this van, um, and did like the van life thing. It's oh, where did you go? Where'd you go? Pictures of that. I saw pictures. Where did you end up going? It was a Mercedes sprinter bus that I picked up in Nashville. Okay. So hung out in Nashville for like two days, then went to Atlanta for two days and then went to Tampa, St. Pete area for um a two days then went to fort myers because i've well no i didn't stop in fort myers actually i went straight from tampa st pete down to key west and i stayed in key west for a whole week i loved it there dude, dude hell so yeah good. i mean it was literally it was january my birthday january 29th and um i was um I was jumping in the ocean and it was like, it was summer. And I was like, wow, you can just drive to the summer. 
that's a good you point. Know? Yeah, yeah, dude. So, I um, and then I I felt I started feeling better, so I was I went back and back and back. You know, I'd take like a long weekend here and there, Thursday, Friday off, and go down. And I just loved it. I got friends down there now, and it's great. And I think it really helps. But I came back too early. Yeah. I came back too early. My goal is to be a snowbird. And I want to leave, like, the day after Christmas and come back, like, the week of the Indy 500. You will <laughs> you will 100% be the youngest snowbird that I, I can know. think of, dude. <laughs> dude. That's my goal. That's my whole goal is to be the youngest snowbird. Like, you know, where's hey, go down to Florida just with some, yeah, you know, some slides on and some board, like some shorts, you know, yeah, and, and the talk, hat you need the hat, and the hat, and talk yep. to the old people and be like, yo, where's like the MCL cafeteria around here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys having dinner at five o'clock still, or what's up? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a is there an early bird special or a aka don't die special? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Dude, so I wanted to check in with you because I yeah. have known you for, man, we go a ways back. But what I what I did not know was your, your story, your upbringing of how you became this incredible musician that you are today. Oh, well, thanks, man. I, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, don't cry. You don't have to cry. It's fine. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Um, <laughs> I know, bringing it back to Madonna and musicals. For, um, but there are one thing I will say is thank you for saying I, I'm amazing. The crazy thing is now that Instagram's a thing, there are so many people that are better than me. It is unbelievable how good, how many talented people there are out there. Yeah. It is unbelievable how many talented people there are. The funny thing about music, though, is it's like it, it's subjective, right? It's not like sports or um, business or, geez, even like whatever, politics. or Everything is like a competition, right? There's winners and losers in music or artistic expression. It's subjective, right? So it's like, you know who's better you know who's the goat it was like i don't know if there is one you know just, yeah. you've got all these great artists that i don't think i would want to live without you know i wouldn't want to pick just one you know i wouldn't want to just pick elvis or michael jackson or prince or led zeppelin or like i don't want to pick just like who's the best it's like i want them all that's awesome there's these different expressions of art and different tones and colors to all of them right so it's cool i think that's one thing that the accessibility of music and the internet has brought to us is wow how good are these people you know and then you get influenced by other people and you you make great art i think it's it's been huge for that so well dude and even going off of that think about how good those people were back in the day who didn't have social media, like who couldn't post like live pictures on Instagram. Hey, when I started, it was starts, you know, yeah. When I, when I started, so actually most, I would say most of my music career was in a time where social media wasn't really a thing. I mean, if you think about it, even so, you know, 
um, it's 2023, how, social media in 2013, 10 years ago, was way different than it is now. It was like, it had just come out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was it was a lot different. I would say mo- most of my career was in a time where there wasn't social media, probably a good thing. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I was young and, and crazy. Uh, very, it's, it's interesting though, how competitive it is to have a job in music and do it like as a career, you know, that I, I know so many amazing musicians who, um, you know, are, you know, I, I think still trying to get into that stratosphere level because that's the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're so good. And, you know, just something pops for one reason or another. There's not room enough for people at the top. I think that's changing a little bit, man. You see all these people are selling out stadiums. It's it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. It's awesome that we can get out and do do stuff now. So it's Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, so when did you start? Like when, when was it that you just really started going like, you know what, music is going to be like this hobby. Yeah, I mean, it was that. That's the thing. I think that's pretty key right there. I'm glad you asked it like that because I don't think I ever, ever, ever thought of music as a hobby. Ever. I mean, from the time I picked up the guitar, I didn't think of it as a job. I was a kid. I thought of it as like, um, this is like who I am. This is, this is this is me. This is a part of me that I have to discover. And uh, I'm going to do the, I'm going to take this to the moon, man. Like uh, this is my way out. This is everything, you know, I really discovered music. I, I think, you know, with my, gr- my grandpa was in a, uh, was in a gospel quartet and uh, he could sing all four parts of harmony. This is like the Gaithers are like, if you've ever heard barbershop quartets, kind mm-hmm. of the same or the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys were a quartet. I mean, they were a fantastic singing group. And uh, my grandpa was uh, in a gospel, like old gospel quartet. And he, I would sing with him. I would sing with him in church. And, you know, I grew up just really being obsessed watching the music. And then when I was um, probably like just going into middle school, I started discovering more music that was my era, more music that I was interested in. This would have been like Nirvana and Weezer and Green Day. And even like, even like Jimi Hendrix, uh, classic oh, yeah. rock stuff. There was a classic rock station and I found Led Zeppelin. And I, I was, a, I really was drawn to guitar heavy bands. I think there were a lot of guitar bands back then. And I think just as, as an instrument, what's cool about the guitar is the way you can express yourself so, um, like eloquently, like a pian- my Here's my case in point. So with a guitar or other string, actually, just let's focus on guitar. It's a stringed instrument, right? Mm-hmm. So you can bend into a note, or you can slide into a note, or you can do all these different cool techniques. You can hammer on, pull off, other things that are super cool to get all these little intricate sounds and the way, then you start learning how to play with your right hand. You know, if you're traditional um, right-handed, you start learning how to play with tone in this hand and tone in this hand. And it's, there's all these little cool things you can do with the guitar that make it sound so good. 
with a piano, I mean, there's amazing pianos out there. Elton John definitely sounds different than a person that's just starting out. But if you press down that key, bing, bing. I mean, you can press it down hard and soft. You, there's only a few ways, though, that that's going to sound that way, right? If I right. press down one piano key, I can stand there and make it sound like Elton John, right? Or Billy <laughs> yeah. Joel. Yep. Because the piano is doing a lot of the work. With the guitar, it's like, man, Stevie Ray Vaughan plays Jimi Hendrix, but Stevie Ray Vaughan doesn't sound like Jimi Hendrix to me when, when he plays. Now, some people will say he does, but those people don't have – like refined palettes or, you know, they can't, they can't hear. But I think that was what was cool about the guitar to me. I, and I love playing drums. I was constantly beating on everything as a kid, just like, you know, that kind of kid. And um, so I had to get a musical instrument in my hand and guitar was the first one. And I think I just, I, that was all I cared about doing it. Cause it made, it made me feel a certain way. What do you mean when you said it was kind of like a way out? Yeah, so. my my home life wasn't the best growing up. Um, I mentioned my grandparents. They were amazing. My mom had me when she was young. Um, and I've never, ever met my dad. Uh, so never met him. Don't know who he is. Um, my mom, you know, was young, trying to get um, – do this as a single mom and you know i i don't i don't know how anybody really do, would do that or does that i um i don't think i could you know mm -hmm. um and so there it was it was rough there she had some mental health issues as well i'm very uh i'm i'm very conscious and try to support mental health issues and and promote good mental health it's something that i'm adamant about it you know just and uh my, my my mom is i get a lot of good qualities from her definitely um i just think you know she she grew up in a time where mental health wasn't talked about there wasn't a lot of education on it um and so yeah i i think she struggled figuring out what to do so i was um you know, I was put in some situations that were pretty bad. Um, you know, there was some abuse there. There was um, some abandonment. There was all your classic, you know, how do you make, how do you make a, a crazy person? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but I guess I, I don't think I would change it at this point. Like, you know, it got me where I am, but it's, um, it was it was tough to deal with. So when I found music, I really, really uh, clung to it. I was going to a bunch of different schools at the time. I mean, being ripped out from my friends, you know, I would make friends and then, you know, three, six months later, I have to leave, um, you know, different relationships. And then I go spend some time with my grandparents, you know, and that was a very solid, uh, very wholesome character driven household, you know. Um, they were, my grandpa was a pastor and like, kind of like very much like Southern revival guy. Mm -hmm. You could not go in his church and not get saved. Oh, Even okay, if you were that. already saved, you would rededicate yourself. I love my that. Grandpa, 
I, it was it was pretty cool because there's a lot of good energy in those churches. There's a lot of good music. You know, you go in there. We're going to have some church today. You know, the organs, the loud, this, that I mean, loud you know praise. It oh, I love that. You're going to get saved, bro. That or do some backflips down the aisle if the spirit gets a hold of you. Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old lady's just like <laughs> doing that for Jesus. Heck yeah, man. I feel it's like fun. just you would say probably that an upbringing like that molded you into that um, that hungry mentality, that survival mode. Yeah, I think the hunger Cause, was. Because I could no. see that with you as far as like the motivation to stick to something, to do something to, um, I'm trying to compare it. So for example, me, I've, I've been broke, broke before where my cards declined. So like, yeah. I know what it's like where you have to make sure, Hey, I don't want to be here again. Sure. So I'm going to do what I have to do and work hard to, uh, to better myself. If that makes sense, you know? Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, not to say it hasn't been a struggle, but that has definitely always been a thing inside of me. If I had something like the music, I'm going to take it as far as I possibly can. Right. And I, I feel a, I feel a duty and a calling to do that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I am real with myself when I go, I think I also just am unhappy if I settle for something that's less, or I have this idea of, how I want to do something in this, this is music. This is business. This is when I was a, you know, a student in college, you know, if I got a, if I got a B, I was not okay with that. I wanted to be a top performer an a student, an honor student. I wanted, I wanted that, you know, I wanted to, when I showed up, I was here to work and be a top performer and I was truly unhappy if I wasn't. And I, the same would go with music. The same exact thing would go with music. I mean, uh, it's funny now I talk to people and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in my banking job. Now I'm an investment banker, commercial banker. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I tell people that I was a musician and I played in all these bands and I, you know, toured for 12 years. And they think sometimes they think like, oh, he, he must have been in like a Motley Crue or a Van Halen where they partied all the time and did this and did that. And it's like, dude, that couldn't that was definitely it was definitely not like that. It, it right. was very I mean, that's a tough job to get. And you know, I, I had set my sights on that and I don't think I ever would have been happy if I, if I didn't get there, you know, if I ever went to a band practice and the guys were drunk or, you know, I was just, I was like, Oh, these guys don't take this seriously. I, I, there's no reason for me to take this seriously. And I usually wouldn't continue going on with them. You know, like I, we can still be friends or whatever, but I'm not going to invest my time and my talent into, you know, or my energy in, into doing something like that because 
I just felt like they didn't take it seriously enough. I'm not against drinking, obviously. I'm not, you know, there's a, I'm just saying there's a, there's a time to party and there's a time for practice and there's a time for, you know, all of that. But I, I definitely took music very seriously and considered myself a professional and I had other things I wanted to do as well. And my music supported my education and stuff like that. So I took it very seriously. I knew, Hey, if I don't show up and I'm not the best, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make a living at this and I'm not going to make enough living to put myself through college and eventually get where I want to get. And, you know, I have to say that I have gotten there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and that's a very good feeling. And, you know, has it been smooth? Absolutely not. Has it, I have I had times where I had my card declined? Absolutely, and I know that feeling. And um, you know, and little by little, I've implemented these these things. You know, now I have this budgeting system that I use, and you know, because I, I one other thing I learned is, man, you can make a lot of money, and still your card can de get declined because you can spend it on the wrong things. You know, so it's like. There, it's it's life is weird these little habits that you make you know do they promote success do they promote your you know your goals i actually go by this thing um it's called i know it's sounds like ego like ego waffles but it's actually <laughs> a g o ago um and it's aspirations goals and objectives right so i have aspirations goals and objectives so let me explain this concept aspirations are like the big things in life that you want to accomplish like when somebody's at your funeral they say or or you describe me to one of your friends you say oh Kyle McCord I've heard his name what you know what's he about you say you know Kyle is a musician um he's a you know he's a finance or I would prefer a songwriter, but I need to release some songs first. But that's I'm, so I'm working on. I'm aspiring to be an artist um, and a and a songwriter. Um, I'm aspiring to be a, a finance executive, which I'm I'm on that path. I'm, I'm I am a finance executive, but there's there's certain things that I'm aspiring to do, right? And and the way you get there is kind of back into it, right? So if I'm aspiring to be an artist and a songwriter, I have certain goals that are aligned with that, like release a song. <laughs> because if you don't have any songs released, you're not an artist or a songwriter. And so I, it's funny kind of how you get there. You know, you think about it, it's like, I've been this, I've been a musician forever. Music is, I identify with being a musician. You can go on the internet and find a bunch of pictures of me playing guitar and stuff. But I realized there's nothing out there that, uh, none of my songs are out there, right? None of my material is out there. And so I, I don't know if you can call me a, a songwriter just because I've written songs, like nobody's ever heard them. <laughs> so that, and one day I had that realization. So I push myself, push myself towards that aspiration. And the way I do it is I put goals in line. So a goal, um, right now is like i want to get a, a song recorded and released uh by the end of the year right so a goal has a timeline as well mm. so 
the goal supports the aspiration. The aspiration is want to be an artist and um, and a songwriter. Therefore, I must release a song by the end of the year, right? That's a goal. And the objectives are even smaller, right? How do you, you break it, a goal down? Well, how am I going to record, re record and release a song by the end of the year? So I've set a precedent that every Wednesday I meet with a songwriting partner of mine, a, a producer, it's really, he's a producer uh, in town, Ty Bush, one of the most awesome artists in indie, incredible um, band called Antlerhead. He, he's coming, he's going to be on here. Which is really him. Oh, awesome. He, he's yeah. incredible. I think his hoodie's around here somewhere and it's my favorite hoodie. Yeah, and he's I, uh his episode comes out a, a week after yours, so so he'll be on right after you. Oh, no way. Awesome. Yep. So yeah, he is just this incredible he the way he's able to express himself and take these concepts and and um I mean just is is really incredible. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for his work. And so I just reached out to him one day and I had all these recordings on my phone, acoustic mm -hmm. songs, versions. I probably have 10 at least. And I just said, hey, man, how would you feel about recording? You know, uh, would you ever record someone else? And he's like, yeah, I do those projects. Sometimes I go and then I just sent him a song. <laughs> that was the next thing. And uh, he was like, dude, is this you? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, would you be down to produce me? And he was like, yeah. So we started that at the beginning of the year. I think we recorded like three or four songs and it's going really well. It's going really well. And so that's demo. This, we have several songs demoed out, which is like, you have the first phase, which is like writing it on acoustic guitar, piano or whatever. Um, and then you go and kind of do a rough draft of the song if you will and that's kind of the demo it's like let's hear what this sounds like with drums and bass and all the different parts over it and the structure you work hammer out the structure and then you go kind of professionally record it everybody has a different way they do it that's how i do it and i think I, a lot of people do it that way but um you know there's no right way or wrong way but that's kind of how it's working now and it's cool we have you know uh well i keep saying we but these are like definitely like my songs it's mm -hmm. it's kind of cool it's the first time we got one down i like gave ty a hug i was like thank you thank you <laughs> for helping you know me bring this song to life you know the process is truly amazing and to have a friend like that is just it's invaluable so that's cool um but anyway that's kind of the the deal it's like I've got to be consistent with um, meeting with a producer at least once a week to produce, to produce, write, record, and release a song by the end of the year and be an artist and a, a songwriter. Does that, yeah. does that concept make sense? It makes perfect so sense. The, the funny thing is that's how that right there is how my brain works. That is in a nutshell, anything I've ever done or accomplished is is it kind of works in that sequence and then it just it gets refined and refined and refined and refined the process so like now it's like i used to just show up to ties on wednesday like yeah. let's record a song today and then you know i was like man this isn't good enough i need to start practicing like tuesday a little bit 
warm, you know, know what song I'm going to do, run through it, practice a little bit, and then give it to Ty. And so I've done, I, I started doing that. And now I'm on this. So like Monday night, I'll be just very creative and like throw stuff against the wall. Like here's a guitar riff. Let's try to write something over it. Then I'll hone it in, practice it, like refine it, the performance of it on Tuesdays. And then I'll go to Titans and record it on Wednesday. And that's been even better. And I got my best song out of that. So I'm always finding, uh, you know, how do I get to that next level and what do I want? You know, there's a few things I want. I was talking about being a snowbird earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's legit. Same, same process. Like I aspire to be a dude that does not live in Indiana full time. Right. Um, there's lots of things that I like around uh, about Indiana, but boy, I just like it about <laughs> Or five months out of the year <laughs> and you know i love adventure i love going other places and so i, get, I just got to figure out how to work that into my life because i like i i feel like more me when mm -hmm. i'm able to do that kind of stuff when i'm more adventurous you know i've i have family all over the united states so my cousins live in the bay area of california um, which is a super, super dope place or, um, hella, they say hella. That's like, that's from there. Okay. It's, it's hella cool. Like it's hella, whatever you can literally use it. They're like artists with hella, but I don't, I'm still trying to figure when I get there, I figure out how to use it. And then I kind of lose it when I come back. Yeah. It kind of just sits basically just and use then, it. Yeah. And then my brother lives in Utah. And I have a baby niece now, and um, my brother and his wife live in Utah. It's cool. I've been there twice, but next time I definitely want to do more exploring. There's so much cool stuff there. Uh, we're talking Bryce Canyon. We're talking Mount Zion. We're talking all, Moab, like all these cool places. So I want to thoroughly take advantage of having, like, you know, a, a base camp out there. That yeah, was, we, um, we went to uh, Zion two years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we, we did, it? it was with, uh, it was with Kelsey's family. Um, so we flew into Vegas, which there just for like the day or the night. And then, yeah. um, I think it was 13, 16 people. So we all had a couple RV, like you rent RVs and then you drive yeah. out. Um, so we had two days in Zion. It would have been, you could spend, like weeks there just in zion alone so you get yeah. to zion we were there for two days and then we went to um like bryce canyon and then we went to That's like awesome. capital Re there's like so much like beautiful parks around there you could spend so much time That's there funny. man it's how awesome. long did it take you to get from vegas to um to zion um, well, the RVs don't really have like a top speed other than 50 miles an hour. So <laughs> like, um, I want to say it was a couple hours. Oh, dude, that's not bad at all. So it's better to fly into Vegas, uh, Vegas than Salt Lake city. Yeah. Cause Salt Lake city is North, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're driving down the whole state of, okay. um, of Utah. Okay. So, interesting. I want to say anywhere from maybe like two to four hours. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome, 
Yeah, but it's beautiful there, man. It's it's it's, the bucket it's great. Cool. Yeah, that is yeah. on the bucket list, dude. I just wanna. I might even do like a whole. Yeah, I think it would be super cool to get rent one of those vans out there. You yeah. know, you could hit up like you could hit up Zion, go down to the Grand Canyon, like mm -hmm. Sedona. I, I, it looks beautiful. I've never been there. I've got some friends down there. The the move might be to do that. You know, that way you get to see a little bit of everything too. You know, the van. I gotta say, the van was a cool way to see new places. Yeah, I was talking to Tyler Sapp about that um because he was thinking you know we might just like pick up a van and just go travel for like three four five six months or something like I'll that tell you what, I, you so know? it reminds me a lot of being a musician i was mm -hmm. out on the road for two weeks in this van we didn't play any gigs but i kind of wanted to <laughs> yeah well i wanted to ask you i wanted to see so what's your touring experience like or or playing all over the country and venues and all that stuff i want to hear it yeah man so like Okay, I talked to you about the kids stuff. So flash forward, I start playing and <laughs> all these. I I I'm obsessed with playing guitar. And I play at least like five hours a day. I'd skip school and and play guitar. And awesome. I, you know, I look back and I'm like, that it was kind of awesome. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, who knows? Um, but it would definitely worked out. I started playing at all these churches and. Um, I, I started playing with some pretty uh, big time Christian artists was kind of how I got broken in just because I think the, the scene in Indiana, I was like the Gaithers, uh, Christian, uh, like worship. If you played at church, you led the worship music and then like um, metal and hardcore and emo were becoming like a big thing when I was yep. coming up in Cornerstone Music Festival. And so that was kind of the cool thing is our band would play Cornerstone Music Festival and that was like exposed us to all these big bands that were touring, you know, were signed to labels and stuff. And then I met some other people in more of like the Nashville Christian music scene, which would be more traditional, like DC talk. And um, oh, I played yeah. guitar for a guy named John David Webster. And then I met um, Dave B. Pelsu um, and Aaron Pelsu. And I played uh with kids in the way a little bit um that was a cool band that played with like audio adrenaline if you remember them they were on audio adrenaline's label and so then i and then it, by then i was basically like a full-time musician and then um i uh i ended up getting uh some representation and some experience um through those guys and then started playing some country music, which was great. And then that really opened the doors. Um, and then I, I was I was playing in like four or five bands at a time, right? Okay. Uh, I, I mean, it was a gig every single Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I had I had gigs every single week, right? Because you're just trying to book as much as you possibly can. You learn it, you know. You start playing with bands that play as regular as possible because you're trying to make money, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was putting myself through school at the time. Well, I actually, so I I started out just as a complete, just as a musician. The school part didn't even come till later, until I started getting a little success or a little 
little money, I didn't even know, you know, you don't even think about the next thing, but I will tell you this. What's cool is like that whole system of concept of, I will tell you, the more you put into it, the more you get out. And what I'm trying to say by that is I became a professional musician and I started making a, a little bit of money and I was like, man, what am I going to do with this? You know, I started thinking about the future is like, well, I got to make this money work for me because I don't know how long this music career is going to last. I got to invest it, you know, so that I'll always have it. And man, when you're poor, I grew up so poor, so poor that you, um, you realize um, just when you get a little bit, you're like, damn, I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to go back. I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't want right. to go backwards. So I uh, I started just researching, okay, should I invest in the stock market? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I was, you know, and it led me to, okay, I uh, actually it was a, a mentor of mine that said that the best investment I can make was getting a college education, you know, because of what you can do, the doors that will open in the future can lead to a lifetime of success, you know, rather than even if you invest, if I had $20,000 and I invested in blah, blah, blah. Now, if I pick the right stock, maybe not, <laughs> but, <Right>. <laughs> you know, that's, that's still a gamble, you know, so, but it was great advice. And so the, the music led me to make a little bit of money. And I said, my, the best investment here is for me to go and get a college education. And I'm glad I did, because if you look at it as an investment, okay, you go to, college you get a skill set you go get a job with it you start earning cash yes that makes logical sense but that is literally such a small portion of what i got out of that experience i mean i proved to myself that i was you know intelligent i proved to myself that i could commit to something like uh finishing a degree i you know and all the value you get out of that is uh, is extremely valuable. I know you're not supposed to say things like that, <laughs> but I should say, all, you know, all all of the lessons you get out of that, all of the confidence you get out of that, all of the experience, and just being able to accomplish something like that is extremely valuable. You just learn a lot about yourself, you know, and so you take that into the next thing that you do and. You got to find passion. You know, I think in a weird way, um, I found the passion first, you know, with music, I followed my passion and I was successful with that. And that was more, kind of a gift, I'd say, more than anything, because just I was so drawn to music. Have you ever seen the movie August Rush? You know what? <laughs> Yeah, that find his finds his uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, it's like it, it's it's a cool movie. The concept is you know that music draws people together, and okay. the heartbeat that you know someone has is is the beat of the beat of someone else's drum, kind of. Um, it, and music was definitely that for me. I feel like music found me, you know, more than I found music, which is. I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess you'd have to be, I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I do. Um, and so I kind of went into college knowing that I need to pick something that I'm passionate about that I, you know, that, um, 
just something that I'm really is going to like move me right in that direction. Not that I, if you know, you really have to evaluate that in life. I feel you have to evaluate. There are some things that pull me out of bed, right? Like if I'm, if I'm good, if I know today's a beach day or today's a boat day and it's sunny outside, like I hop out of bed, throw my shorts on and I, you know, grab a surfboard and and go out with my buddies and 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 do some surfing on the water. Right. Not not too hard to get out of bed, right? Right. If I've got to mow the lawn, I might grab my phone and scroll through it a little bit before well, I get out of bed. Yeah, and it's those things that I mean, what what excites you? What drive? Like what gives you that driven motivation? But especially yeah. like if it's a beach day, like if, like to your point, if I wake <laughs> up and I know I can go to the beach and I want to get there before anybody else, hell yeah, I'm getting out of bed. I'm not making the bed that day, you know, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting up and out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, man. Speaking of that, I'm on Saturday, I'm going to the Virgin Islands and I'm super stoked. <laughs> okay. I... Um, I love adventure, man. I love traveling. It does something to your brain. It does something to your brain and it just like, I'm ready. It opens, it opens up people's eyes who are, I don't want to say people are closed minded, but when, when, when they don't leave the country, sometimes even the state, they don't understand how different things are. Um, Yeah. You know, like, I think that's fair to say that it opens your mind. I think it's, I think in so many ways, like for me in a lot, so many ways, I, I think, you know, you definitely see people that live life a different way. You know, Mm -hmm. when you go down to the islands, it's their way of life is it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like they don't drive a brand new Mercedes, you know, they don't, um, they're not working on an acquisition right now. They're not, you know, making a record right now. They're playing guitar by the beach, watching the best sunset of all time. And somebody pulls out their iPhone and records them. You know, like it's, you know what? And sometimes you get down there and you look at that and you go, I don't have, you know, I don't have to put so much pressure on myself. I could just enjoy, you know, the moment, which I think is super important. That success, you know, is a lot of different things for a lot of people. Because you know what I would do, bro? If I had $20 million, that, <laughs> I would go, go to the island and I wouldn't give a shit about anything or anybody. And I would play guitar on the beach and I would eat fresh fish tacos every day. Oh my and gosh. I would live like that, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so you start going, whoa, I'm thinking about things. You know, it, it just puts things into perspective, like you said, and it opens your mind. But. That's kind of how it opens my mind. Yeah, and it's crazy because that person who's doing that down on the beach, they don't have $20 million. But at the same time, you can see their their life, their mindset is like, look, stress is going to come and go. Things that are in my control, I can handle if it's out of my control. Um, and you know what? A huge part of that person is right. Yeah. <laughs> is 100% right. And so I think... You know, you look at the way they're living and you go, yeah, the, you know, I don't, I don't know. It just gives you perspective, you know, it makes it not be so hard on yourself. I don't think it's, 
good to be super hard on yourself. I used to be so hard on myself. That was the way I drove the results. And now I talk to myself like a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) Now I, I will walk myself through it. I'll be like, you can't, you know, it'll either start with like, you can't be that kind of person or you can't do that and expect to be successful or you can't do this and do that, or you should have done this. You know, I'll catch myself, start thinking about to myself that way. I think all high performers do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know where that comes from. Like I didn't, I always wanted a dad that was like, get out there and kick ass on the football field, you know, yeah. and like talking about plays with me and stuff. Like I always wanted to, somebody to push me to be better. And so I gravitated towards coaches and stuff. Maybe because I didn't have that, I developed that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an idea. Or maybe it's just because, you know, I needed to produce results and that was the best, the only way I knew how. But I think over time I've, I've learned to recognize when I'm doing that and then go, this, this, is, this is not super healthy for you to talk to yourself that way. Let's like sit down and grab a pen and paper and like, let's make a plan on how we're going to get there. Right. It's fine to go. It's fine to go take whatever it is you want. We'll just use the music example. It's fine to go, man, I want to, you know, write and release a song, you know, this is a goal of mine, you know, and then you just harp on man. Well, I should have practiced today. You didn't, you didn't practice. How do you think you're going to get there? If you don't, if you don't practice more, you know, gosh, you can't be doing this. You do this with everything. You do this with your laundry upstairs right now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that is how, that's how my brain works. And that, you know, sometimes it produces results and sometimes it doesn't. And I've learned over time that the initial thought is right. And that's okay. But like, no, you need to go. Okay. Well, all right. Well, Time out. I'm going to go practice guitar for 30 minutes and then I'm going to go do my laundry. And you'd be surprised that, you know, that wasn't that big of a deal. Like it's a, hel- all- it's a healthy balance. That- yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck in that and then they never get practice guitar and then they never get their laundry done. And the, the goal there, the whole thing there was time out, you know, let's, assess this now that's what vacations do for me that's what and my vacations are adventure obviously i'm a very driven right high energy person so when i go on vacation i'm like today we're gonna hike that mountain and then we're gonna go over here you know we're gonna rent this yacht and then we're gonna go out all day and then we're gonna come back in and then we're gonna go to this concert And, if you're with uh, me, cool. Let's go. If not, I'm then, going anyways. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to lay in this pool all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I, so, I need to chill a lot of times, but I well, don't was, know. So when we uh, we went to uh, Plato Carmen uh, for our honeymoon, it was all-inclusive resort. My first time at an all-inclusive. That's cool. And I'm one of those. Dude, it's so nice. Um, Actually, no, I have. I have. Go on. It's so nice because so we when we were planning on the honeymoon, I was like, hey, I want to go to Norway or or I really want to go to Maine to see the lighthouses and all that stuff. But also it would have been in December. So both those places. Yeah. Both those places are a no. That's a no. Um, for And and the the words of a great American, Randy Jackson. uh, That's a no for me. me That's a no. no. 
Um, so we ended up we uh yeah, we flew into Cancun and it's about an hour south. This resort yeah. was, but we go awesome. and there's a couple like different like parks or trips you could do. Like there was one where you go to like the the jungle into like the natural, like I don't know what you can call it now, like a natural park basically. So you're go you're zip lining into the river, you're a you're swimming course. in it's a rainforest, but it's set up and like structured oh. like there's staff there, right? Um Thank God, because there's some scary stuff in there, bro. Dude, oh, I know. Stuff, bro. I know. And um, so we did that. And then there was a couple days where we we're like, you know what? Let's just not let's not go anywhere. Let's just stay on the resort, stay on the beach on the ocean, have people just bring us some drinks and chill. And it's like the ultimate reset. It really is. I'm for it. I'm here for it. I think that this vacation is gonna be it's a nice balance mm. of both. And the house we're staying at is incredible. And there's this sick. It, okay, first of all, the house is like in luxury magazine or something like that. Travel magazine as like the best place to stay and in the Caribbean. And so it's a... Do you say Caribbean uh, or Caribbean? I, I'd good. I say both sometimes. I do too. It depends on who I'm talking I to. I say Pirates of the Caribbean. And then I'll tell somebody that I'm going to the Caribbean. Yeah, see, I get that. I get that. <laughs> it's an Indiana thing. I have. I don't know what it is actually. I just. I. I don't know. I think it's the last one that I heard. <laughs> I'll use. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it must be something like that. I have no idea. But um, this house is incredible. It's like a castle, basically. And it is on a peninsula, so there's a sunrise view and a mm. sunset view every day. Um, there's, like, these cool outdoor showers. It's on a mountain um, on on St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. And it's just really cool. So, you know, if you're chilling at the house for a couple of days, it's incredible. There's this dope infinity pool, too, that, like, looks down onto this private beach and the water you can see like a hundred feet down. It is incredible. So you can chill in the infinity pool and you'll see like sea turtles come up, dolphins, sharks. I mean, it's basically an aquarium. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures right now. This is gorgeous. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. They're on my Instagram. Damn. If you scroll down there. So this will be my second time going. Um, wait, when was the last time? I think we were doing the, uh, the first podcast when I went, when you first time. went, if you look at my, uh, if you look at my Instagram timeline, you can, you can kind of tell I'll scroll. I'll find I'm it. I'm pretty sure. Dude, this place is nuts. What's your favorite place that you've been to? Gosh, a question. Hard to beat that one. Yeah. I have to say that. St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands, Villa Sinton. I don't know if I should say the name of the place. Then everybody will flock there. It's kind of private. Yeah, well, they know you're going, so you're right. I probably wouldn't say it either. And then um, last year, no, I guess this is two years ago. Was it? I can't remember. Last year or the year before. I went to, um, I went to Sicily, Italy. Oh, yeah. I'm, Italy it's Italy, um, and it's uh, Cefalu, Cefalu, Sicily, Italia. 
uh, it, it was incredible. And I, I got to go with a guy that's from there. His family is from there. He built a house by hand there, and he knows everyone in town. It's, uh, when you go there, it's like you're part of the Colleone family. <laughs> everywhere we went, this guy's name is Ru we call him Russ. But everywhere we went, we would walk in, and I, I kid you not. Uh, Rosario, Rosario, we have a table for you right over here. Bring your, uh. bring your friends. Bring your friends. I mean, it was incredible. It's right on the ocean, just this beautiful ocean town with old, old, old South Italy. And it was just incredible. So I'd have to say those two places are my favorite places I've been. Okay. Yeah, I mean, anytime I see a picture of, of any of those towns in Italy. Um, there you go. Yeah, here it is. That's definitely the right there. They have that yeah. big rock. Remember earlier when I was like, we're going to climb this mountain? That was from there. <laughs> they have that awesome rock. There's really cool history about that city, actually. So the Christians like held off um, uh, Syrian warriors at the top of that rock. Um, it, it, you know, the, do you remember like the Battle of 300? Mm-hmm. It was a giant. They were outnumbered. It's just an awesome story. You you'll have to look it up. I'm not much of a storyteller, but it's it's a super cool city with this great history. It's Italy, so the art and the food is incredible. Oh. Um, and uh, you're just you're chilling, man. Those people. It's island time again, so people wake up when they wake up. They go to the. This is like if you own a restaurant there. You yeah. wake up when you wake up. It's not like here. It's not like, hey, we open at 10. It's they wake up whenever they wake up. They go to the market. They see what's fresh. You know, they pick out some stuff and then they go to the restaurant and they write the menu on a board. This is what we have today. And you go there and it's the best food you've ever had. <laughs> and it's just it's a different way of life. It's, you know, if you did that in America, people would show up. You know, probably 30 pounds overweight and be pissed off that they didn't have the, the chicken tenders that they always get Heck yeah. at eight o'clock on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's like, yeah. again, so that, different, different, you know what I mean? Different perspectives. I think it's, that's my favorite thing about traveling and, and adventures. And just so that's the, probably why you've been uh, going to the gym more often. You got to get ready for these trips, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 no, I'm trying to get small like you, dog. Um, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get smaller. I've been uh geez, I, I started this month. I've just been doing uh intermittent fasting. So nice. um I, I've done it but not consistently. And um right now it's just eleven to seven. So it gets mm -hmm. really interesting uh when I work out in the morning because you know we go to the gym, it's yeah. like seven o'clock and yeah, I can't do it when I'm training in the mornings. I yeah, I do rough. it. For, I'll tell you when I do intermittent fasting. I do it so I kind of go through a strength and then like a, where I'm lifting a lot. Mm -hmm. I can do it when I'm lifting a lot and I lift in the evenings in the winter. is kind of like – it's kind of like bulking season, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And I love the intermittent fasting because you can – if you get that window down to like – um, if you do go like one to seven, 
you will you'll definitely lose weight. But th- what's cool is like you can literally eat whatever you want. Yeah, I, and everybody's body is different, but I I should say I could eat whatever I wanted. And I'm I have a tendency to if I didn't work out, I'd be fat. And that's okay. my body type. Um, and so, but what I found is if I just lift, you know, for six months straight, I'm going to start getting, you know, joint pain, you know, yeah. I, and then I can't lift as much and I start tearing things, getting little injuries. So I've learned the best thing for me is to really switch it up. I do tip. So in the winter time or when it sucks here, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll work out in the evenings and that allows me to do intermittent fasting, right? I got you. And yeah. then, and I sleep really well on that too. And then there comes a time which was about a month ago, um, a month, and it probably should have been about two months ago. <laughs> so like, it probably should have started, you know, a- April first. I should probably start going to a doing more cardio, and which is like for me boxing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were the person that introduced me to boxing. It's like that's my favorite where, thing. That's now. where we met. We met that's at title. Where we met. Yeah. We met at title and it was cool. I was super into the UFC and I was a wrestler in high school. And so I've always loved re- uh, wrestling in the UFC. And I've, I always wanted to do boxing and Jason was doing a class and I, I just like, you you doing doing that class was awesome, man. It was uh, just completely opened my world up to this whole new thing. And now boxing is a regular thing in my life. Oh, I and love it. Yeah. I know, right? It just pushes you. And so we trained with this dude, Damian Black. And uh, yeah, he's incredible. I mean, absolutely awesome trainer. Has awesome trainer, trainer yeah. Has with Matt Mitrione and Chris Lytle and all the UFC fighters that come out of Indy. And if you would have told me that we would be training with Damien and at Indy Boxing and Grappling um, circa, you know, 2013 or 14 when like Conor McGregor was coming up and I was just so into the UFC and I w- it would have blown my mind. Yeah. I would have been like, that is so cool. And it's funny because sometimes now I stop and think about that for the past couple of months. I've been like, dude, I get to train with real like badasses. It's so <laughs> sweet, man, because like there's times where um, I'll either listen to stories uh, from Devin when he goes during the evening time and there's some pros that come in and out of there. Devin also. is looking so good. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, my gosh. He, he um he's told me stories of, Oh yeah. Like Corey Anderson will, will probably train every once in a while. Like, I don't, I, I can't no think way. of anyone I can name drop, but it's like, and I've seen some of those pros come in and out of there. So it's, it's almost like that combination of like starstruck, but also yeah. like motivation where like, dude, this is, I, this oh is my pretty God. sick. So you know, it's yeah. so motivating. You got to be a savage to be in that room. I yeah. mean, really like, you know, and they're pretty good about, you know, I just, uh, every time I like that sparring session we watched the other day, just, I got a ton out of that, you know, just, just watching. Yeah. Just watching and seeing how that go down, you know, uh, just long story short, there was, uh, our, our coach, Damien black was, uh, training a guy that would like to take, you know, is about 
to take a fight. And there was this beast of a dude in the ring with him. I don't know who that guy is. I've never even seen him in there before, but oh my God. He hit like he hit like a brick shit house. Yeah, he spars. I've sparred with him a couple times. He spars pretty hard. But he's, he's but he's he's just big, you know. And he's probably a heavy do you think he's a heavyweight? Yeah, he I don't know how much he I don't know how much he weighs, but and the other guy was probably like a UFC middleweight, like what 170, 180. I think he's like 175, 180. This guy, the the big guy was I mean he was right now he was bigger than me. I mean he's bigger than I'm me. Yeah. I'm 200 pounds and he was bigger than me for sure. Anyway, coach goes, Hey, this is the last round. One guy is already kind of <laughs> lost out. This story's hilarious. This huge SOB. Uh, is in the ring and it, it's it's the guy's last round and, and they're he, exhausted. They're both just tired. And the coach goes, "Hey, hit him with light shots, but pepper him volume, volume, volume. I want as many shots as you can. Fast like play, uh, play sparring, basically, just play light touch and everything. Yeah, yeah. And the guy and he goes, "All right." The bell rings. The guy goes in and does the exact opposite. He hits him with some of the hardest hooks to the body I have ever seen personally, like in in person outside of a UFC fight or a boxing match. And the dude drops to the ground and he's, oh, you son of a bitch. Oh. And he got pissed. He's like, that's not what we're doing. He goes, he goes, you, you know, the coach said to do this. And the coach spoke up and said, you have to be ready at all times. At, protect yourself at all times. That's rule number one. It doesn't matter what I said. You see what comes at you. You read it and you fight that fight. You fight right. that back. And it blew my mind because he goes, he started, the the guy started to argue back. And I'm watching this going, rightfully so. <laughs> I would have been pissed too. But the lesson was, the lesson was, and Damien goes, are you when you get into the ring, are you going to listen to the other boxer's corner are you going to listen to what that fighter says because they may be saying they may do what just happened they may be saying the opposite and the fighter knows how to do that the corners play games like that all the time with their opponents because they know they listen and that was a super valuable lesson and i went into my office downtown indy up in the skyscraper to do these finance transactions you know and i'm i'm thinking to myself yeah be ready at all times when somebody says they're gonna, when somebody says they're gonna zig, be ready for them to zag. Don't get caught off guard. Always stay sharp, you know. And and it was it was cool, man. I and and it was just it was super cool. It was just funny because I, because I was there, right? So as soon as it, he said, "Hey, go light to simple play touch," right? Let's just because yeah. you could tell they were both exhausted. And as soon as it went, Damien and I looked at each other. We're like, "Oh, that's that's not light at all." And then, I, of course, and then and then after like after it was done, Damien turned to that other guy and said, "Hey, you did go a little hard on it." I, <laughs> I don't know if that guy just didn't process what I don't know what happened there, or if that was the plan the whole time. But yeah, that was it was so hard. <laughs> there's some good. There's some real good sparring sessions out of there, and I have a lot of work to do to to even you know to to be there, but. Um, I mean, it's it's really just pushing each other and sharpening each other, you know, um, and it's one of those things like the more you do it, the more you get hit, you learn how not to get hit or how to adjust or how to adapt in certain situations. So I love that shit, man. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there 
Same. Um, I'll be there yeah. tomorrow morning. Heck yeah, man. Um, dude, that gosh, not that does okay. So we used to go to your house for UFC fights. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Man. I, I love that. I, I still so my new house here, I have a big man cave with a full bar down there. There's actually like a stage that you, it, it's literally like you're walking into um, a like music venue slash sports bar. Okay. <laughs> Cause there's like TVs, there's bit huge TVs everywhere. So we'll have the fights on, you know, if there's like the playoffs at the same time, we'll have those on. It was, it, it's really cool. So I'll, I'll have those events here. You got to come over, man. Yeah, because I've been there. Uh, been over I remember, before. I remember helping I you move, and then uh, we went to yeah. the lake once. You've been out on the boat, yeah. It's that time, it's that time of the year, man. That lake. I know. The lake I'm is coming. The boat, boat back in, probably right after the race. Okay, yeah, because that's that's I, in a couple. Weeks. Big for me. I have a, a couple teams that I I work with from you know uh, financing standpoint, and then uh, there's a I'm, there's a film project that i'm working with at the indy 500 so it's cool indy racing league is i'm super proud of how well they've been doing i think it's better and better in this you know it, it's it's a part of our culture here in indy and i think it's something we should be proud of and put more put more into yeah. um so i love it man i love it i'll be in the suite race day and i'll be out there the week of i, I love it yeah, that's so inspirational because when I talked to Tyler Sapp uh, a couple weeks ago and I said, hey, like Kyle's going to be on. Um, and I said, you know, Kyle's got this background, but also Kyle's always doing something. He's always involved in something. And it, it is motivational, man, especially like hearing like your steps to hit those goals or you can visualize and see, hey, I'm at point A. I'm going to find out how to get to point B and then point yeah. C and, and so on. And it's, it's real motivational, Dude. man. Check this out. You want to see this? No, I don't. <laughs> you can show me anyways. <laughs> I'm gonna. Dude. Whoa. This, this is the film. See there? It says Kyle McCord. They spelled your name wrong. <laughs> so it's, uh, I got, I ended up getting a, a producer credit. Okay. But, uh, it's cool, man. So it's from, if you, um, if, have you ever seen Hoosiers or Rudy? Yeah, definitely. So the writer of Hoosiers and Rudy, um, Angelo Pizzo, is creating his third and final film. It's like the trifecta um, of Indiana sports films, and the last one is uh, called 500. Well, I don't know. I think that's just the working title right now, but um, it's cool. It's going to be about the first Indy 500 and the story of Carl Fisher, how he created it. Um, and just my life is crazy, man. It's it's awesome, I, you know, and how I get to be a part of these projects. It, I've always wanted to do something like that. Just like I was saying, man, I love the UFC, and I can't believe I, I train at a, a gym with, like, legit pe people. I'm I, That just makes me so stoked. Same deal. It's like I love film, and I've always wanted to – to do something in in that world and here comes this opportunity so it's awesome. it, it's pretty cool and i just try to lean into it as much as i can and and do what i can i, I don't know we'll see what happens yeah 
that's exciting, dude. Well, you definitely motivate me to uh, to chase dreams and to 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 stay disciplined. That's one thing that um, I, I think that's an overlooked struggle: having the discipline to stick to something and staying consistent. Mm-hmm. That's really where your results come from. So, um, I agree, man. I have I have a saying that, um, you know, discipline will carry you when motivation fails you, oh, and it it's true. I I think you know there's always that thing in the end that you're trying to reach, and getting there opens up a whole oh you know a whole new world. And if you really want that, you have to lean into the discipline. Do it every day. Some days are going to suck. Some, t- some days I go pick up my guitar and I hate everything <laughs> I play. <laughs> and I hate every song I sing. And I'm, you know, voice, voice is even tougher sometimes because there's the physical element of it. And there's some days I have that are bad at work, but it, it is about showing up every day and paying your dues and then you get the gift you get the good stuff out of that and i think a lot of people don't understand that sometimes they go oh, i hate running yeah. oh it's hard it's like i know but if you just stick with it it ends up you end up getting so much out of it and if you stop doing it then you kind of waste your time you know if yeah. you don't if you don't get to a certain level of something it's like why do this well plus you don't see results until two weeks at least two weeks is when you'll, you'll start to see cardio. I mean, that's one thing. That's the first thing I noticed when I started boxing was yeah. the first time I went, dude, I'm gassed by halfway through round oh, one. Gosh. The second time I went, I'm, I could make it to round two. And then like the third and fourth round, like, yeah. Hey, like rounds four and five yeah. and six, I can, I can last a little bit longer, but running for sure. or working out. Like you don't see physical results until like two weeks after a consistent game plan. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think um, I've always said it, it's about what you did last week, right? Is what you're exper- what you're experiencing now is is what you did last week. Those are the results. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah, hundred percent. If I'm going into the gym and I can bench, you know, lift. If I can lift a hundred pounds, then that was because of the work I did last week. If I go into the next week, I'm going to be able to do 120 or, or something yeah. like that. Right. It's, it really is about what you did last week. And same, if you're looking in the mirror, whatever your goal is, it is about what you, and some things are what you did last month. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's how discipline and consistency works. Like it really does build on top of each other and you get, it's better. The more work you put in, like, Cardio is the same deal. It's like cardio. Who cares if I had good cardio? Like, well, you feel a million times better. <laughs> you sleep so better. better. You wake up with more energy during the day. If you're feeling lethargic, I would encourage you to introduce some cardio, step up the cardio a little bit, and you'll start feeling better. Your your engine will start revving at a higher pace. You know, I think people get in and just like you get into lulls. You know, just depression. That's kind of what depression is. It's like if you have if you're thinking negatively every day and you only see the bad and things and you're or you're only watching the news and it's all this doom and gloom. And then your girlfriend breaks up with you and then blah, 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 blah. It's like then you're going to start going, 
oh, all this stuff happens to me, you know, you start having that attitude where it's woe like, is oh, me, I'm the victim, blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. This this would be my luck, you know. It's yeah. like, no, if you're just like in the like you're not in a healthy mindset until you and know you not, kinda do something to switch it up. Yeah, and it's not bad to have those, you know, chapters in your life. I've had some very dark times, oh, you know. Totally. So like it's you know, and and I think I think we all can admit that. But it's it's one of those things where you gotta freaking tie your bootstraps and pick yourself up, and then one step at a time, slowly, slowly you, work. Yeah, harder. you gotta find a way because that'll make you. That's what makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's what will make you feel better. I know it's, a, you know, and people are like, "Oh, I gotta do this to get to there," and it's like, maybe. And I think I even said that a little while ago. But it is really more like. No, you do. You if you get outside and you start walking and then walk, running yep. or biking or hiking or whatever your thing is to get your heart rate elevated, you are going to feel better. <laughs> like you just are, and um, yeah. And, and then if you can do something like boxing that incorporates, you're not just growing. You know, physically your your heart and your lungs, which is your cardio. You know, is getting better. You're getting mentally tougher. You're you're do you're going through that pain with a bunch of people and you get much closer to them. So there's a community element. There's like, there's all these things that are better. You know, that's why the group fitness is, is a thing. And, you know, I, I love the boxing and grappling and stuff. And that's kind of, you know, that's why. So I'll, I'll switch it up. I'll do boxing and, and, and grappling and stuff in the morning. And then in, in the summers, because if I get it done in the summer, Go right to the lake. Yeah, exactly. You know, or usually it's go to work. And then, oh, yeah, that too. You know, when the afternoon hits, when five, you know, we started this podcast at five. Well, the sun doesn't go down in Indiana until nine. That is the one cool thing. Indiana summers last super long. So the sun doesn't go down in the the height of the summer until like 10 o'clock. I'll be out on the water. I'll be coming in from the water at 10. And that's, that's a, I mean, that's an awesome day. You get up early, crush a workout with with your bros at the boxing gym, go to work there, you know, and then you're out on the water or you're playing music or, you you know, that's a good solid day for me. It's a good balance for sure. Well, I want you to end on a motivational note and you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for dude. having me. This is awesome. I'm so yeah. stoked for you. I I don't. I feel like I talked a lot, but that's good. I, I, I guess that's what we're here to do, right? Well, that's so that's <laughs> I'm so no, my, receiver. no. So, my goal is, um, well, I'll have a lot of goals, but uh, for, for at least the first time episodes with, with my guests, like first one, have yeah. the people, have the listeners, you know, kind of like learn about you. And the next time you're on, they're like, oh, Kyle's back, he's gonna talk oh. about his hair. Oh. Or his beard and how how chiseled he is, or something like that, you know. So, <laughs> um, but no, dude, I'm 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 glad you've been on. You've been a, a motivational push for me since we met a couple a year after I moved out here. So, yeah. Well, dude, thanks for having me. I I am so happy you're doing this. I think you are. This is definitely a talent of yours, you know you just have this ability to make people feel so comfortable. You're like the ultimate friend, you know, 
like you have a gr- such a warm personality and it's cool because this podcast like this is this is who you are thanks man <laughs> and i feel so comfortable being on that i don't know if it's because we're we're such you know good friends and we haven't even really hung out that much in the last two years but like yeah. i feel like no time has passed <laughs> yeah dude no <laughs> you know? I, I appreciate that cool. you have that awesome personality that makes people feel warm and and open up so i'm really excited i've been listening to uh episodes ever since tyler sap was on heck yeah um, i've been listening and i just i love it you're like in my regular rotation now cool thanks dude i appreciate that yeah appreciate that yeah i'm only uh put 11 episodes in so it's it's so strange because and you could probably relate where if you look back to the first song you learned on guitar probably smoke on the water like everybody yeah that's what i learned that was the first song i learned right so from that to like where you are now, it's like, you know, it, it, it's the repetition is the key to success. So like the more you do it, the better you get. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm having a fun, I'm having a lot of fun. So, and I'll have some fun episodes out there too. I haven't announced this yet, but I guess I will now I'll have some special releases for, um, if like a new movie's coming out, if a UFC or a boxing oh, card awesome. is coming out. So we'll do kind of like a fighter companion or, or, oh, or yeah. something like that, or a fight preview. So I'll have you linked in on that as well. So. Oh, um, dude, I'm yeah. all for that. I'm all yeah. for that. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Dude, I'm so excited for you. I love the name. I love the logo. I love the whole Thanks. project. I think you're knocking it out of the park, dude. And Thanks. I'm really excited to see what you do. For sure. Me too, man. You with your music. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, buddy. All right, dude. Well, I'll see you in the morning at the gym. All right. All see right, ya. man. All right. Good see night. ya.